Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rivers Church Podcast. We see a church full of passionate people who reach the unchurched with the gospel of Jesus. Our heart is to equip people to love, live, and lead in God's kingdom. We hope you enjoy today's message and pray that it encourages you to be all that God has destined you to be. If you need anything, please feel free to reach out to us and check us out on our website at riverschurch.co. That's riverschurch.co. I'd love for you to stand for the reading of the word, and, and uh, Josh Hansmeyer is going to come up here, and he's going to read some scripture to us to set up our message here this morning. John seven thirty eight. whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Ezekiel 47, 9 says, wherever the river flows, it will bring life. And Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. It's the word of the Lord. I want you to join me in prayer right now. Lord, we are so thankful for your word. And through your word, you spoke to people long ago, and we receive these words again for us today as, as a new word, as a fresh word a rhema word for us. And so, God, we just put ourselves in a place to hear from you, to listen from you, Lord, and just invite you right now. We give you permission right now to do something new in us. Do a new thing, a new work within our hearts, within our lives. I pray today, let it begin today in our lives and in this church and in this city. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? So we're going to talk about allowing God to do a new thing in our life here today. Today's a grand opening. It's a new season. It's a new day. And I believe that this is God-ordained in so many, so many ways. In fact, for the last nine weeks, I've been meeting with a, a small group of pastors. We talk through these leadership book and, and scripture and pray for each other. And as the guy, one of the guys prayed for me this last week, he began to pray, God, as Ezekiel saw a vision of a river coming from the throne of God, bringing life, I pray that your, this, this, this grand opening, this church would bring life to people, and I'm like, he had no idea. I'd never mentioned anything about Ezekiel 47 to him. And this is one of the scriptures that we are anchoring the name of our church in. Ezekiel's having a vision of the river coming from the, from the throne of God, and wherever the river flows, it brings life. Come on, I pray that wherever you and I go, I pray that our church brings life to the city, to people, to everybody we come in contact with. Let's be life givers, not life takers or life suckers. Come on, let's be life givers, and God wants to use you uh, to do that. And we really believe that God is calling us to do, to step into this new season and become Rivers Church. Like I said, I'd received that prophetic word based on Isaiah 43 this last year in January. And I'd been praying about it and just kind of sitting on that. I read Isaiah 43 in the ESV translation. And that's why I saw for the first time where it says in ESV, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And it just, it's like God just spoke to me. There it is. 
There it is. And ironically, Rivers had been one of the names that I had been considered. Be kind of at the top of the list of like, man, if, if God ever leads us to do this, this is one of those names that to me feels good and sounds good and all this kind of stuff. But we never wanted to change the name just to change the name. Yeah. We want this to be God-ordained and God-led. And I'm telling you, when I read that, God says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to make rivers in the desert, which is where we live. The desert. And so there it was, rivers. We are Rivers Church. And we're stepping into a new season. And I want to talk to you about how to receive a new thing from God here today. So the first thing you and I have to do in order to receive something new from God is we got to let go of the past. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, let go of the past. God said, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Let go of the past. Now, God had just been reminding them of how he had delivered them out of slavery from Egypt. And, you know, he would part of the Red Sea. They walked through the Red Sea safely, and he delivered them from that. He'd been talking about that. He's like, forget even those things, though. I've done great and mighty things for you as my people, but forget the past. Let go of the past, even the good, but the bad and the good. What's in the past is in the past. And here's what you need to know is that God's more concerned about your future than he is your past. Oftentimes, though, we get stuck in the past. The past holds us back and we miss out on the new that God has for us because we're just stuck in the past. But what I've learned is this. In order for the new to happen, the old has to end. And it's such a simple statement that almost like, well, duh, but emotionally, here's the deal. We struggle with this. You and I, struggle with this. We don't like for things to end for the most part. But in order for something new to happen, the old has to end. You realize that something has to end in order for something new to begin. And it's important that we actually embrace this in life. Life is full of endings and new beginnings. You've experienced it over and over and over and over again. Endings and new beginnings. And if we don't allow God to work in us in those transitions, in those types of seasons in life, we are gonna miss out on the new that God has for us. Because God wants to do something new in you. The greatest desire God has for your life, by the way, is life transformation, which we're talking a lot about here this morning. But his greatest desire for you is life transformation. He wants to change you from the inside out. He's not as concerned about changing your circumstances. He's not as concerned about making you happy. He wants to transform your life from the inside out. And so he allows outer things to happen to us so that inner growth can take place in us. Like we've been talking about in the season, we want to grow through what we go through. And God helps us to grow through what we go through. And he, he does a life transformation work within us. That's his greatest desire for you. You will experience great things, great moments. You will be happy at times. At other times, God's going to use the difficult things in your life to bring life transformation because his greatest goal is to conform you, to make you into his image. We all are trying to grow to become more and more and more like Jesus. That's why the mission is, you know, we love people and live like Jesus. Jesus. But that's a process that we're all on of life transformation. And so God wants to transform you. And so you just think about that whole process. It speaks to new. It speaks to change. If transformation is not happening, that means nothing new is taking place. 
And God wants to transform your life. He wants to continually do new things in your life and take you from glory to glory to glory and reveal to you more about you and more about himself. So we struggle with this, especially when it comes to endings and new beginnings, because we feel like endings are failure. And sometimes that's how it feels. It feels like a failure. But we got to stop looking at endings as failures and this rhythm in our life. This happens in life. Endings aren't something to fix or avoid either. There's something to embrace and say, okay, God, what do you have for me in this? This is tough. But what do you have for me in this ending and new beginning? You and I are going to experience endings and new beginnings throughout our entire life. And it's, learned, it's important that we learn to embrace those and even have a theological framework to those are a part of life. You read scripture and read through all the amazing stories in the Bible, and you'll see constantly endings and new beginnings. Endings and new beginnings. And God wanted to do something new. In order for him to do something new, he had to end something, and the people had to go through it. They had to allow him to do it. Think of Joseph. Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. But then God used him in that place in Egypt, raised him up, and he was able to deliver and save his family in Israel, ultimately. But something ended in order for something new to begin. Think about Job. That's, I just read through that recently. That's a that's a challenging story, but Job lost his kids, all of his kids. He lost his wealth and his health. It ended. All those things ended, but God brought something new in the end as Job trusted God. Endings and new beginnings are all in Scripture, and we got to learn to embrace these in life. And I've learned that even in the church, we don't do these very well. As a family, we don't do endings and new beginnings very well, but we got to lean into God and recognize these are part of life and they're scriptural. God, help me to grow through this. By the way, the most important ending and new beginning in scripture is the most important event ever recorded in human history, and that's the death and resurrection of Jesus on the cross. Think about that. Like, we celebrate the new life that he gives us. Like, we've been forgiven, we've sinned, and all of us have done it, right? We've all sinned, we've all rebelled against God. We've tried to do this thing on our own. Many of us have come to the realization, I need Jesus. I need his forgiveness. And we get to experience that forgiveness, that grace. It feels good. This freedom he has for us is amazing. We are now in relationship with our creator. It's incredible. And we have eternal life. I mean, what Jesus gives us in this new life is amazing. We can't compare it to any. It's the best thing you and I could ever experience and receive in life. But we cannot forget that you and I cannot have new life without death. The only reason you and I can experience the new life, the salvation that Jesus has for us, is because he died. And out of his incredible love for you and me, he chose to die and took our place in death. And if you've never said yes to Jesus, I would encourage you today to consider Jesus and his love for you. The plans and the purposes he has for you are far beyond your wildest dreams, but it takes you and I recognizing, I've sinned, I've rebelled, and I want to put my trust in you, Jesus. I believe that you died and you rose again. And I ask you to forgive me my sins and my rebellion, and I'm just going to commit to following you the rest of my life. Would you make that decision today and discover all that Jesus has for you? And oh, by the way, uh, that's why this church exists, to help you and help other people find Jesus and then grow and be discipled in the ways of Jesus. But endings and beginnings, that's, it's the message of the cross, isn't it? See, the death and resurrection of Jesus is not just central to our faith. It is central to us understanding the rhythms of life. And it shows us that in order for new to take place, something has to end. So as we embrace the new here as Rivers Church, we've got a question for you. 
What is it that you need to let go of? This is very important for us to really ask God and, and process and pray through. What is it that you need to let go of? What's holding you back? Oftentimes we find ourselves grasping things, holding on to things, and we miss out on what God has for us. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame. Past mistakes, your past, things of the past, maybe that still consumes you, it haunts you, you carry the shame. I got news for you. Jesus took your shame on the cross so that you didn't have to carry your own shame. You and I are not designed to carry shame and guilt and condemnation. Jesus took care of that on the cross so that we could walk in freedom. But sometimes we get out of this place where we're just stuck in our guilt and our past, and our past holds us back. I want to encourage you to accept the grace of God today. His mercies are new every morning. They're new today. And accept that so that you can embrace the new that he has for you today. Maybe it's painful experiences. Pain is a part of your past. And that holds you back. You, you have a, a hard time forgetting what somebody did to you. And maybe it was horrible. Maybe it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And sometimes those painful memories and experiences just hold us back. We can't let go. We can't forgive. We hold on to bitterness. It's funny how, and I would say it's not funny. Funny is the wrong word. But scary is maybe the right word. How even little things can bring bitterness into our life. And these things become a pain. And they hold us back from embracing the new that God has for us. So let me just pause right here and just say, that Freedom Conference we're doing in three weeks is all about God breaking these things over our life. You want to step into the new? You want to be free from some of these things in your past? Come and join us from the Freedom Conference, and uh, we're just going to pray over you. God's going to do a powerful, powerful work that weekend at Freedom Conference, November 13th. So maybe it's uh, old mindsets. Sometimes we find ourselves in this place where it's old ways of thinking, old mindsets, like this is how I'm supposed to live life. This is what I'm supposed to do. And God's like, I want you to change your rhythm, change your habits, uh, maybe it's old ways of thinking, this is how we do church, this is how the church is supposed to look and feel and act and all these things. Old mindsets can hold us back from embracing the new that God has for us. And the last thing I throw out there is nostalgia. Sometimes nostalgia can hold us back, right? Because it's like, it's, it's all about the good old days. Maybe you're, you're in a good season or maybe you've been here before where you're experiencing a good season, you never want it to end. And then it comes to the end and you're like, God, how dare you? That was amazing. That was incredible. How could you allow this to come to an end? But endings are part of life. We can't live in the past, even if it was good. Nostalgia can hold us back. God has to do this, has to keep doing this. That means I don't want to change. I don't want to embrace any change in life. I'm missing out on the transformation that God has for me. So one of my heroes in the faith his name is Warren Bullock. He was a superintendent up in the Northwest for years, and he was my superintendent when I got ordained, and he said this. I'll never forget this. He said, nostalgia kills the church. Very simple, but I think important statement for us as a church to know and understand. Nostalgia kills the church. The church that is living for the good old days or the glory days will not move into the future that God has for it. And the same is true for you and I individually. Nostalgia can kill our personal growth. It can kill our spiritual life. God never wants to take us back to the way things used to be. He wants to take us into the new. I got something new for you, something different for you, and even better for you. I don't know, God, it's harder, it's difficult. Trust me, it is better. You just trust me. It's really hard for God to do something new in us if we're just focused on the past. No? 
It'd be like me driving down the road, or you, any of us, driving down the road, and as we drove, all we did was stare in our rearview mirror. How would that go for you if all you did was stare in the rearview mirror as you drove down the road in your vehicle? That would be an interesting drive, wouldn't it? <laughs> there's a reason that your front windshield is not a mirror. And there, but there's a little one here just so you can gauge. You know, it's good to look back in the past. We are honoring the past today, but we're building on the past, not living in the past. Because we're moving towards the future. You gotta be able to see what's coming. Where's God leading me? I gotta be able to see ahead. But oftentimes, too many people are living in this place where they're living life, not looking ahead, but they're staring in the rearview mirror. All they can see as they try to move forward and navigate life is the past. And you and I cannot live this way. God has not designed us to live this way. He wants us to step into the new and into the future that He has for us, and that requires faith. Don't live in the past. It's time to let go of the past. You know what I've learned is it requires no faith to live in the past. Think about that. It requires no faith to live in the past, to be stuck in the past, to be stuck where I'm at. Zero faith. But it does require faith to step into the future and trust God for what he has for me in the future or even today. Let go of the past. Number two, we gotta position ourselves to receive from God. You want God to do something new in your life? Then you've got to let go of the past. Let it go, the good and the bad. And then put yourself in a position to receive. To receive from him. Verse 19. God says there in Isaiah 43, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He's like, I want to show you what it is. I want you to know that there is a new thing that is, I'm doing in your life. And I want you to be able to see it. You know, we can't receive what we can't perceive. And so if you don't perceive this, if you don't see this, if you don't say, God, open my eyes, help me to see this and embrace this, then you will never be able to receive what God has for you. So you've got to put yourself in a position to receive. And as I was thinking about that this week, I was thinking about football and how wide receivers go out, and their whole goal is to receive the football, right? So some of you who love football, you understand this. Okay, so the receiver's job is to run their route and put themselves in a position to receive the ball. Here in Phoenix, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald, has been playing for the Arizona Cardinals for years. Phenomenal dude. I, I give him props. And, and I, I think, by the way, the picture of my family that we put up on the screen, was it of us in Cardinal, Cardinal gear? Do we, I don't know if we did that. Okay, so this was done. When me and Amy moved... We're moving into town. This was done as like, hey, we're going to make Cardinals fans out of you. But um, you fail to understand that Jesus sent us here to Phoenix to make disciples of Jesus and Seattle Seahawks. I'm just kidding. But the Seattle Seahawks have a new upcoming wide receiver named DK Metcalf who will in a few years be way better than Larry Fitzgerald, just so you know. But for now, Larry's the man, but also let me apologize for what the Seahawks are about to do to the Cardinals later on today. Talking about receiving, though, right? I digress. So a receiver runs the route, puts himself in a position to receive the ball from the quarterback. So two mistakes can happen to receivers, and they can miss out on receiving what they're supposed to receive, which is this thing right here. So the receiver runs the route, they go out there. Quarterback throws the ball, the ball's coming their way, and then before they catch the ball, all of a sudden, you, you might see this played out in football games, the receiver looks down the field. 
They get excited. Maybe they feel like they're wide open. I'm about ready to score. I'm going to score a touchdown. I'm going to catch this ball. I'm going to run all the way to the end zone. Or maybe they just want to see what path am I going to go. But before they catch the ball, they look ahead. And then they miss the ball. All because before they received what they were supposed to receive, they were consumed with what was ahead. And too many people are living life like this as well. You are worried, you're stressed, you're consumed with tomorrow. And therefore, I miss out on what God has for me today. God wants to give you something today. Put yourself in a position to receive from him. Don't be consumed. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't stress about tomorrow. God will take care of tomorrow is what Jesus told us. But receive today what God has for you today. Here's the second mistake that receivers will make. You know, they run the route. Quarterback throws the ball. Receiver's about ready to catch the ball. Then all of a sudden they see a cornerback or a safety coming at them out of the corner of their eye, and they get distracted. They get scared. Oh, no, I want to catch the ball, but I'm about ready to get pummeled by somebody. And so because of this distraction, they look to the person that's coming their way, and they miss the ball. All of distraction. And if ever there was a year where We could call it the year of distraction. I'd say it's 2020. We are living a life right now. We are constantly distracted. And many people, because of distractions, are missing out on what God has for them today. See, the enemy wants you to get consumed with this and that and and draw your attention to to the media here and social media here and get caught up in all of this and this is going on and this drama and this pain and all that. The enemy wants us to be consumed with distractions. And when we're consumed with distractions, we miss out on what God has for us today. Hey, we got a certain election come up, but I got news for you. Just like Pastor Lee said, hey, God's kingdom is unshakable. No matter what happens, God is on the throne. He's in control, and he's got good things for you and for me and for our church. And that's the most important thing that we're excited about. And so we're not going to allow anything to distract us from receiving from God today. And then tomorrow, same thing. I'm receiving from God today. I'm not going to look ahead and worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to allow distractions to hinder me from what God has today. He wants to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He wants you to perceive it so that you can receive it. So I'd like you to ask yourself these questions. And if you're taking notes, write these five questions down because this is very important for us in this season right now. As we are trying to embrace and receive what God has for us, it takes a little bit of energy and effort for us to just stop and relax in Jesus and allow him to speak to us and give him space to do what he needs to do. And so here's five questions I would encourage you to ask the Lord. Say, Lord, how are you using this to help me depend more deeply on you? And we could fill in the blank for what this is because there's a lot of things we're facing right now. Maybe it's just, it's hard things, it's difficult things, it's confusing things. As I'm going through this, Lord, how can you use this to help me depend more deeply on you? Number two, what new beginning might be hidden as a gift within this loss? Because God has new beginnings for us. He has new things for us. And it's not just, hey, here's a new thing I have for you this year, but this is the last one. This isn't the last one. There's gonna be new beginnings, new things that God has for you and I continually. So these are good questions for us. What new beginnings might be hidden as a gift within this loss is number two. Did I share that already? What new beginnings might be hidden as a gift within this loss? We're experiencing a lot of loss right now, guys. There's a lot of loss. But maybe perhaps God is allowing you to go through this because he wants to come to you in this loss and meet you right where you're at 
so he can do a deeper, more profound work in your heart. Number three, what is it that needs to die in me in order to receive the new you have for me? What needs to die so I can receive the new? In order for something new to begin, something has to end, right? Number four, is there anything I'm avoiding within me that I need to bring to you, Lord? Anything. We like to avoid things. We're really good at that, aren't we? Question right now. We're really good at avoiding things, aren't we? Yeah, come on. Is there anything I'm avoiding within me that I need to bring to you, Lord? Number five, will you help me trust you through this and learn whatever you want to teach me? Man, I promise you, you you stop and you ask God these questions and you say, God, speak to me. I just want to learn and grow through this. He will. And he will reveal to you the new that he has for you. I'm believing God has new things for you in this season. This is not just about our church. It's about you too. In this year, God wants you to experience something new, to step into the new, where a lot of people might miss out on the new and they're gonna get angry and upset and complain and do all these kind of things. No, 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 no. Let's say, no, no, Jesus, I want all that you have for me. I'm willing to embrace whatever you have for me. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna grow through this. I'm willing to trust you no matter what. Jesus, you have permission to do something new, even if it hurts, but it hurts good. I'm gonna let you do something new, transform and change my heart. You have permission, Jesus. God wants to do something new in your heart. New today. Man, I believe that the people that come out of this year allowing God to do something new are going to look back on 2020 and say, I'm so glad about everything that happened that year. I praise God for 2020. And that's what God wants to do. That was very strong right there. That was very good. Good job, man. That's great. Let's try that again too, okay? Let's do that. <laughs> I'd hate for you to miss the new that God has for you in this season, guys. And a lot of people around us are missing it. God wants to transform you from the inside out to make you whole, better, stronger. That's the new he wants to do. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. So, you gotta let go of the past. Put yourself in a position to receive. That's what we're talking about right now. And then lastly is this. Just trust God to do the impossible. We serve a God of the impossible. With him, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with him. So God says this. He says, I'm doing a new thing. It now springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way where it seems there is no way. I am the way maker, is what God is saying. I will make even rivers in the desert. Since I now live in the desert, I know that that can be a very difficult thing to do. As Amy and I would drive around the valley here and drive around the state and have fun exploring this new place. I love living in Arizona and Phoenix. It's amazing. But the funny thing about Phoenix, especially the valley, is we drive over these bridges and it would say the name of this river. We'd look over the bridge and we're like, there's no water in this river like this is just a ditch seriously this is not a river and I'm telling you there are rivers that I have rivers that I've driven over in this valley for five years that I have never seen any water is it really a river if there's never water in it I don't know I mean maybe occasionally when it rains hard a monsoon there's a puddle I don't know maybe one I don't know and so 
to bring rivers into the desert can sometimes take the miraculous power of God. And even God can do that when you're dry, when you're weary, when it feels like what I'm facing is insurmountable. This is impossible. This mountain in front of me, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if God can do something new. God says, I can make a way. I can bring rivers. I can bring life to this situation, even in the, the dry and weary soul of your, of your soul right now, I can bring life. That's what the river is, is the Spirit of God moving in your heart, in your life. The river signifies the, the, the Holy Spirit. And oh, by the way, come back next week because we're starting a new series called Life in the River. Talking about how do we be spirit-led people here in this day and age, okay? So life in the river, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But God, can do the impossible, but we gotta trust him for it. Trust God. And sometimes that impossible is him just softening our heart and allowing him to do something new. But God can do that. He can soften the hardest of hearts. Maybe that impossible is that somebody you're believing for to say yes to Jesus for that salvation. He can do that. Trust God to do the impossible. God can make dead things come to life. That's what the cross of Jesus teaches us, right? By the power of the Spirit of God, who, by the way, lives inside of us, he can bring dead things to life. And we're praying for that over and over and over and over and over again, because God's a God of new life. He's a God of new things. He's a God of new beginnings. He is the God of our church in this new season as we step into Rivers Church. So I want you to stand to your feet right now. We're going to pray. We're just going to take a moment before we sing this last song. And we're going to let go of the past, put ourselves in a position to receive from God, and just trust Him to do the work. So, would you close your eyes right now? We're just going to take a few moments and just pause right here. Man, do you want God to do something new? You're ready? I'll just begin to say, Lord, have your way in my heart. Have your way. Well, some of you need to let go. You need to forgive. You need to release that hurt, that pain, that bitterness, that keep holding on to the, whatever it is in the past. Let it go. Let it go. Put yourself in a position right now to receive. In fact, why don't you go ahead and just put your hands outstretched, palms up, and say, here I am, God. I'm willing to receive whatever you have for me in my life. Change me. Transform me. I want the new that you have for me right now. It's putting yourself in a position. We're just going to trust God. What is it? What is it you need? What is it he's speaking to you? What is it? What do you need to let go of? It's holding you back. Let it go and trust Jesus. Some of you are saying yes to Jesus right now. You're putting your trust in him for the first time. I want to ask for forgiveness. Receive his grace and his forgiveness. Enter into that relationship with your loving creator. and Allow him to begin to do what he wants to do in your life. And he's got amazing things for you that are going to last for all of eternity. All of eternity. Come on, say yes to Jesus right now. I want to pray over us in this. Would you receive this prayer? Lord, I, I pray for my friends. And I pray that, Lord, today, this week, you'd begin a new work in their hearts, a new work in their life. Lord, I'm praying for deeper transformation within them. Lord, I'm praying for such a, uh, an incredible transformation that even the people closest to them will take notice that you are obviously doing something in their life. Lord, would you transform their heart? Would you take them to a new level in their relationship with you and their faith in you, Lord, do a new thing, the, the next glory you're taking them to? I pray today, this week, Lord Jesus, would you do it? Would you do it, Lord? I pray this in the name of Jesus. 
In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray new, new. Lord, I pray for breakthrough, a breakthrough. God, open our eyes to see. Let us see clearly. Lord, as you opened uh, the guy standing next to Elijah, his eyes, and he saw what was going on in the spiritual realm. God, give us eyes to see what's going on spiritually. See what you're wanting to do in us and through us. God, we're ready. We're willing. We're available. Do something new in us. And God, I pray that you do something new through us. Through this church, through Rivers Church, I pray for your spirit to move and flow in and through us and let this church impact and change lives and families in this city. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, you ready for this? You ready? Come on. Thanks again for listening to this message at Rivers Church. We'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. To learn more about what's going on in the life of our church community, check us out at riverschurch.co. I pray that this week you would walk in the power and the presence of God. Thanks for joining us.